scripture. We're coming to prayer tonight. We're going to seek the Lord. Um, and I'm encouraged and feel encouraged and stirred in my own heart about praying and seeking the Lord tonight. You know, when there is a fresh a stir of faith uh, and an appetite and a desire for the Spirit of God and a, and a desire for His presence. You know, we were uh, talking just last night and, and Nikki was doing some clear night. I don't keep prayer journals or anything like that, but I had managed to keep going back a number of years ago, actually 2003 or four it was, uh, just one night we had a real meeting with the Lord and it was such a powerful time that I actually I actually penned it down. I'm not I don't do this by the way. I'm not I'm this is not me, you know, but it was actually so amazing that I wanted to record it. And there's a few things in there, but you know, there's something so amazing about the presence of the Lord. There there's there's no replacement for it. There's nothing of human activity. There's nothing of church activity, if you understand what I'm saying. There's nothing of what we can do. But there's something so special about the presence of the Lord. You know, when he comes down, and you know, I just had recorded, it was a simple prayer meeting. It was nothing that was greatly all put together. It was a simple prayer meeting. But then God broke in. And the reason I believe he broke in, because collectively but individually, there was a cry in the very depths of a heart that says, God, I need to meet with you. There was a desire to meet with the Lord. There was a desire, one of the main themes in the prayer, certainly on a personal sense, was, Lord, would you break me again? And that's maybe not a popular prayer, because nobody really wants to be broken But, you know, the greatest encounters that I've ever experienced with God's presence is when I'm broken and he comes. And not only when we're broken, but then he mends. He puts back together the way he wants it to be. And so when there's that cry in our hearts to say, Lord, I need to meet with you. Do you know, there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. There's nothing like when he comes down. Isn't that right, saints? You know, just if you can for a moment, I know there might be different things going on in lives and battles and struggles that we're hearing about, but there is something so precious about the presence of the Lord. When he really comes down and there's we're, we're, we're just caught up with him in the spirit and he takes over and there's brokenness, there's prayer, there's rejoicing, there's, there's a praying through. The hearts are gathered together. There is a unity in the spirit. And God seems to just come down, gather us all together as his people, and just lift us up and carry us in prayer. That's what we want to be. But his presence, his presence does that. God's presence. I pray tonight that we'll, we just simply, not because we're going to try and manufacture anything, but just in this time of prayer, that we'd really experience the presence of the Lord. Because really that's, you know, that is the answer to every life in this room, to all our prayer requests, to everything. It is the presence of the Lord. And so I just want to read for a a, a few moments, just in Acts chapter 3. You you know it very well. Acts chapter 3, just beginning to read at verse 1. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together 
into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they had laid at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look, look on us and give heed And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lift him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising the Lord. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and of Isaac, and of Jacob. The God of our fathers hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I wot that through ignorance ye did it, as did also your rulers. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. How we need the times of refreshing. How we need a breath of God upon his people, a breath of God upon the church of Jesus Christ. You know, with this wonderful story, just at the beginning of the activity of that church that was so wonderfully full of the Holy Spirit, with that boldness and faith that went out from that upper room, we see here this man lying at this beautiful gate, looking at Peter and John, and the famous words that came from their mouths, Silver and gold have we none, but such as I have I give unto thee. 
And then in that wonderful name of Jesus, just that name, he said, in Jesus' name, rise up and walk. Friends, at that moment, it was the power of Almighty God, Jesus Christ. Immediately, the Bible says, you know that word, immediately, simply means in the original, instantly, Instantly, the power of God came down right into that deepest need of that life, right down into the ankle bones of this lame man. And suddenly, by the supernatural power of Almighty God, this man is raised up in an instant. You know, I fear sometimes that our prayers are made hoping that somewhere down the line that God might intervene. But we serve a God tonight that he hears and answers prayer and answers prayer instantly. That God is able tonight, that he's able to break through into all these needs that we are presenting before his throne of grace, that there is an almighty God on the throne tonight and in his name and through his name and by his name that we can believe God tonight in this prayer meeting for a breath of God to come to sweep into this wee room in Ballinahinch and God to fill every one of us with his power, with his glory, and every one of our hearts to be bursting with the presence of the living God. Immediately, this man received strength, the supernatural power of Almighty God. Friends, let's not limit God tonight. Let's, let's not pray half-hearted prayers. Let's, let's not just go through the motions of praying the same language, but let there be a real cry in our hearts in the prayer, in the place of prayer tonight. Let there, let there be a, a, a throwing off of everything of tradition and everything of religion and everything of fear and everything that would, would seek to hold any one of us in this place tonight because here we're reading of a holy boldness in the life of Peter. Look at the boldness in his prayer. He simply looked at the man and said in the name, it was in that name, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you rise up and you walk. We see the boldness in his prayer, but we see the faith in his prayer because he put his hand out and he got the hold of that man's right hand. And what did he do? He lifted him up. And friends, we see the boldness, we see the faith in his prayer. He believed at that moment as he looked at that great need that God was able in an instant to break into that life and to raise this man up onto his feet. And that's exactly what God did. His feet and his bones, the Bible said at that moment, received strength. And you know, that's, that's the thought that I just want you to ponder for a moment. How many in this place, honestly, need to receive what this man received that day? They needed a touch of God. Does anyone know what I'm trying to say tonight with these stammering lips? I'm trying to convey something that's in here, but I'm struggling a wee bit. But there, there is a touch of God. That's what I'm trying to say. There's, there's something in the reality of the presence 
of Almighty God when he comes down into a place, a company of his people, and there's needs, and there's great needs, and some are here on a piece of paper, some haven't been mentioned, some are at home, hearts are broken, hearts are heavy, people may not know where to turn, but friend, you, you need to know tonight that there's a God in heaven but there's that same God that's willing to come right down into this room tonight. I believe this and you believe it. That God is willing to come right down into this very room tonight. Hear the cry of his people. And instantly, immediately, the power of God to touch a life and set a man or a woman free. This is the gospel. This is a New Testament church that's what we believe in tonight of a reality of God among us. That he's not away up there, but he's right here. And, and, and the Bible says that where the twos or threes are gathered in the same name that Peter said to that lame man, in the same name, this Christ is in our midst tonight by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so immediately there was strength at the point of his need Right down to, it says, it mentions, it doesn't say the lame man walked, but it says that he received strength right down into where the need was. His ankle bones. There was, a, there was a, an impossibility here. There was a weakness here. There was a great need, but it was right at that point. And the Bible records that the strength came in to where the need was. Right where that weakest point was. And friend, we're that weakest point. Maybe someone here tonight and, you know, nobody else maybe even knows about what's going on or that, that great need right at the point of your need. But God's able by the power of His Spirit to come right down, right at the point of your need. And the same power that touched this lame man is the same power that can touch you tonight. How many people actually believe this? Let us not pray prayers hoping that somewhere down the line God might intervene. But let us pray prayers that the heavens are open and there's a God in heaven and His name is Jesus and He's hearing and He's answering our prayer as we pray. Because we can so often get involved in a ritual of prayer, not actually going anywhere higher than the ceiling, going through the motions. You understand what I'm saying? It's not intentional. But we can just get caught in some rut of just praying just the way we pray. But you know, you know, those meetings with the Lord are so, so powerful and they're so precious. And you know, most of the time, it's not that there's been great coherent prayers, but there's just been a cry from the depth of a heart that says, God, we need you. And you know what he does? He comes and he touches us at the very point of our need. He received strength. Three times this Greek word is used in Scripture. Twice it's used with the lame man here in Acts chapter 3. But also in Acts chapter 16 it's used again. And there you read of Paul and Timothy going around the churches. Paul and his missionary journeys. And here you read. Then he came to Derb and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess and believed, but his father was a Greek, which was well reported by their brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Him would Paul have to go forth with him 
Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep and were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. And so the churches, and so were the churches, and there it is, this is the same word, receiving strength. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Do you know, friends, for the church, the prayer should be, Lord, strengthen your church, strengthen your bride. What with? With, with more buildings? No. With, with better equipment? No. With, with a more polished approach? No. With, with better PR? No. With, with something. Strengthen your church with the power of the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Spirit come down among us and strengthen the body of Christ. The body of Christ needs strength, and I'm talking about in the broader aspect because we know we're in choppy waters, we're in stormy waters, the winds are blowing, the rise of all the the spiritual aspect of the Antichrist kingdom is before us. But Lord, establish your church, strengthen your bride, fill it with the power of the Holy Ghost and faith. And what happens then? An increased in number daily. Here it is again. Daily, people were being saved and added to the church of Jesus Christ. We want to see those days, don't we? We want to believe for those days that the church is strong. Build your church, Lord. Make it strong, Lord. Make it one, Lord. But fill it with the power of your spirit. And so as the lame man is touched by the power of God, we see the temple is filled with the praises as he walked and he leaped and he praised the Lord for what the Lord has done. May the testimonies come through those double doors like that. People walking and leaping and praising the Lord because of they've been touched by the power of Almighty God. We move down to that verse 19 just to come to prayer very quickly. But verse 19, when they turned and they looked and they longed for an answer and Peter confronts them with the truth of God's word, the boldness that he had, was by the power of the Spirit of God. And he said to those men and women that day, Repent ye and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. How many people really want to see these days? I mean, this is, this is precious reviving again. This is when God, this is when God just simply breathes by the power of His Spirit, all over a nation or over a town or over a land, but just simply, there's just a wave of the presence of the Lord. Just God comes. You know, is there an appetite for that in the church? Is there a desire for this in the church? Is there a hunger for these things to really be manifested among us? The times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. How many people need refreshed? You know, really, just to come. You know, there's so much going on, isn't there? There's just so much happening. There's so much stuff. Do you know what we need? We need the times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. What preceded that? There was genuine repentance. People were sorry for what the, what 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 is what they've done to the Prince of Glory, and we're sorry before the Lord. Truly, we're sorry for what this nation is doing. 
with the word of God, with the laws that they're bringing in. With It's an offense to a holy God. And we're sorry, Lord. We are sorry for what the church has become. We're sorry for what has happened in your name. That's nothing to do with you, but your name has been tarnished by the things that have taken place. Lord, we are repenting before you tonight for what has happened. Well, we didn't do it. No, but we're part of the body of Christ. And we say, Lord, would you forgive us as a nation? Would you forgive us as a church? Would you forgive us, Lord? The religion in this land would choke us. Lord, would you come by the power of God and would the times of refreshing come? Do you know, I just said, Lord, what does that look like so that I can explain it properly? And the Lord just directed me straight away to Isaiah 35. We know it well, but I'll close with reading this and then we'll come to prayer. Isaiah chapter 35. Isaiah 35. This is what the times of refreshing look like. This is what it looks like scripturally. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, the excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands, confirm the feeble knees, Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool. The thirsty land springs of water in the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be the grass with reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there and a way and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it but it shall be for those the wayfaring men. No fools shall not err therein. No lions shall be there nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon, it shall not be found there. But the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return, and come to Zion with songs, and everlasting joy upon their heads. And they shall obtain joy, and gladness, and sorrow, and sighing shall flee away. That's what it looks like, friends, and that's what we need. But thank God, that's the God that we serve tonight. And he comes with the times of refreshing. Praise the Lord. Let's seek him in prayer tonight. We appreciate those who have been on live stream. And encourage you to pray as we come to prayer here tonight. We'll be shutting that live stream down now. But we thank you for joining us. But let's seek the Lord together tonight. Let the times. Oh friends, I encourage you. If in the depths of your heart you're saying, Lord, I want you and I need you and I want to touch from you, I just encourage you, forget about everything else and forget about everyone else. But just you cry out to the Lord tonight, I can tell you, I know he'll come. And that's what we want more than anything else, that he come among us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, would you come among us now by the power of your spirit. 
Lord, would you touch every heart and every life in this place tonight? Lord, we pray that you'd fill us all with the power of your spirit. Lord, would you lift us up out of ourselves, Lord? And Lord, we pray that the heavens would open. Lord, and the glory would come down in this room tonight, Lord. Oh, God, we do cry out to you tonight how much we need you, Lord. How we need you tonight to come, Lord. Lord, by the great power of the Holy Ghost, Lord, would you come among us tonight, Lord. Touch our hearts, touch our lives, touch us all at the very point of our need, Lord. Lord, you know every need in this house, Lord, right down to where it exactly is. But we serve one that hears and answers tonight. And we ask it all in a name that's above every name, the wonderful and the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you said that we ask anything in your name, it shall be done. Oh God, tonight, Lord, move by the power of your spirit in this house tonight, Lord. Lord, we pray, Lord, you'd break all bondage, Lord. Break all religion tonight, Lord. Lord, we pray that by the power of your spirit, you'd move among us. Fill this house tonight, Lord, with your spirit, we pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you, Lord.